0: outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything
1: in the world? Hello and welcome to this episode of Ask Alan the podcast. I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm. We have today, uh, with us one of, uh, our great legislators in, uh, Tennessee, um, Representative Mark White of Shelby County, uh, who is also the chairman of the House Education Committee. Uh, Chairman White, uh, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Alan. Good to be with you and, uh, long-time friendship. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's, a, it's my pleasure. Uh, I want to, I want to say publicly that, uh, uh, Representative White has been a great friend to uh, to to Memphis and Shelby County, and uh, does a lot of uh, unsung uh, work up in the legislature for uh, all of us in Shelby County and and in folks in West Tennessee as well. Uh, uh, Representative, thank you for all you do for us. My pleasure. Well, tell tell us uh, you and I've known each other for years, but tell the audience how you uh, how'd you get involved in 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 uh, in politics of all things because i know you had a very successful business career um and then uh, went on to politics how did that work out
0: well yes you know, one of those things i guess you have in your blood or you don't but uh, uh i've always had an interest in uh in in uh, politics didn't know i'd ever actually do it like you say i had about 25 years as a uh, small business person in memphis we set up special events all over town about about 20 years of that business. And uh, before that, as I graduated from Memphis State at the time, uh, my degree was in education. And I taught school, I was a principal for a few years in elementary school, Love that, love the students. And then the opportunity came along and uh, there was an, an open seat. So I ran once and I lost. I ran the second time and lost, and the third time, as they say, using the charm. So I've been in uh, State General Assembly of Tennessee since 2010. 14 years now, and been chairing the House mm-hmm. Education Administration Committee uh, for the past nine years because of my background in love for education and children. I've been doing that for a while, and uh, we're just really trying to figure out how do we uh, improve Tennessee education for our children. You know, we just went through a kind of a rough ride this year when we passed the third grade retention law. It was never intended to be third grade retention it was intended to be a remediation where we could finally say hey this 34 percent reading literacy is not going to cut it and we can debate all day long exactly what that means whether it's based on one test or what but the fact is too many of young people are graduating high school without the reading skills so we drew the line in the sand and we say we're going to fix this now we've had the third grade retention bill that's passed now, in the future, we'll go back and address kindergarten, first and second grade, reaching third grade, and not being ready to move on and having having the issues of possible retention. So uh, I just left a meeting a few minutes ago with about 14 of us in the room, and we're talking about uh,
1: education, reading, literacy, and all the above. Talk a little bit about, if you would, about what it's like to be uh, a state representative, but, but but particularly the chairman of a important committee like the Education Committee. For those of us who've never been in the legislature, um, what's a day in the life like? How how do you have such an impact on uh, the lives of Tennesseans in that role?
0: Well, as we all know, education is really everything. Of course, I come from a faith-based background. I'm a faith person, so i believe that's first. But after that, for us to uh, be able to adapt in society, we have to have that education. I go back and read the early uh, years of our country, where the reason they started uh, public education in the first place was to teach our young people to read, uh, so that they could remain free. You know, a, a free society is an educated society, and uh, and it's a str- and it's a struggle. We've gone through you know uh, you know the hundreds of years in this country of of education uh, issues, and and we're in, uh, every generation struggles. So my my background and my love, not only for education, but for children is looking for the right answers to answer your question specifically. It, it, it of course you never get through. There's always something, you know, I spend thousands of hours and meetings. I'm getting ready to go to DC next week on a uh, national assessment of educational progress board meeting where we uh, give the uh, golden standard tests across the nation to all our children. So there's always, there's always things that, that you can do, but um Holding the line and making sure that that we are continuing to move forward and not move backwards as a state is one of the biggest challenges. That's one of the reasons. You know, like I say, I've been on the education committee for nine years, and some people say, "Well, no one should maybe be elected office very long." Well, if you don't have people who have the institutional knowledge or know what you tried before and didn't work, just like any career, if you don't have those people in government, then a lot of times. You waste the taxpayers' money because you repeat the same mistakes if you if you move in and out uh, too soon. So I, I've always loved it, it, it it's, it's a challenge. And uh, then a number of years ago, I went back and got a master's in conflict resolution because I fear you know I've got 98 other House members and 33 senators that I've got to pull in my direction if I want to get anything done. And so, uh, how do you negotiate and collaborate and? and get people to understand, you know, what, what you're wanting to achieve so that we can all work together.
1: What, um, what do you think is the most important um, legislative priorities for our area, whether it's Memphis or Shelby County or West Tennessee, what do you see in the next session being the most important issues?
0: Well, I would still continue to think it's education because education leads to workforce development, which leads to economic prosperity. That's one of the things. That's what we're- based on that of course we are in our community which we're also addressing heavily is that we that we have a crime issue uh, especially of our juveniles and that's a direct result of our young people not being in school are uh, we not you know what what ever since the pandemic we've had a lot that didn't come back uh, uh to school uh, dropouts and things and if, if you're not reading proficiently a school is a is a, a, a or then, of course, you, you're going to drop out. So that's what we're fighting is uh, reading uh, literacy, uh, which addresses not only workforce development and addresses crime. So crime and education are two big areas in our city that we need to address.
1: Have you heard any rumblings about uh, uh, bail reform? I know there's a lot of critics in Memphis right now about uh, the inability or the unwillingness of, um, of folks to keep people in jail while they're awaiting uh, trial. Do you think we'll see any action on that in the legislature this year?
0: I do. Actually, I was in a meeting with about uh, uh, 20 other people yesterday with the governor. We're working on some legislation to address our August 21st special session that he's looking at bringing us back into. And, you know, we've got a lot of good laws on the books already, uh, but we need, we need more. Uh, but laws are paper. Laws are what we want you to do but they're, they're, it's a revolving door right now uh, where if the police do their job and that person that say, I think it happened the other day with a lady, she shot out in public uh, on a particular bridge. I wasn't here in Memphis, but the next day she's out, you know? And so we, we have got to, if you want to help rehabilitate someone, you got to hold them long enough. You can't just put them back in their local community or. Yeah, the judicial, we got to have, but when we're working on bills, to address that.
1: Good, good, good. I think that's uh, that's important, particularly with someone who um, commits a crime, is released, then is arrested again when, in a short period of time. Um, that, that just seems to me uh, that person needs to cool their heels somewhere until we figure it out.
0: Right, especially our seventeen hundred There's a lot of laws on the books to protect juveniles, and rightfully so. Uh, juvenile crime is a little different than it was, and and when I was uh, a youth or my father's and grandfather's generation. So there's a lot of uh, books, uh, rules on the books to protect juveniles. But when a uh, young person that's 14, 15, 16 is out with a gun now, and they are smashing and grabbing and they're trying to kidnap someone or carjack someone, that's a whole different situation. And I think uh, we need to hold them long enough to determine, you know, what what the penalty should be, at least get their attention for a while.
1: Well, I know you're, uh, you know, you, you started this show by talking about education um, and rightfully so that's the long-term solution to this problem. Um, you know, more opportunity people have. Uh, hopefully, the less uh, less uh, less their chance to to make the the wrong choice and go into violent crime.
0: Absolutely, and just if I can throw it as an aside, in September I'm going to give great credit to our uh, not only our state governor but our commissioner of DHS, the Department of Human Services Commissioner Carter. We are having a uh, in September a three day family initiative or Fathers in the Home uh, conference up in Nashville to address uh, a lot of it, uh, young people. You, they don't have a fighting chance because they come from such dysfunctional homes and things of that, that nature and, and helping them. So we're going to have a, a three day fatherhood initiative. And by the way, the coach, former coach, Tony Dungy is, going will be a part of that.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, well, Mr. Chairman, I appreciate uh, your time, uh, particularly, uh, out in the hot sun there. Uh, you're, you're always a, a good sport, good trooper, and you're a great uh, public servant for our state. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's been this episode of Ask Alan the Podcast. Uh, I'm Alan Crone, CEO of the Crone Law Firm. Thank you for watching.